Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Cynthia Fisher, the founder and chairman of PatientRightsAdvocate.org. Cynthia has a strong background in science and business and brings these strengths to her latest at PRA, which is work for each of us in the very fundamental part of our lives, healthcare. We do have to take some action soon if we haven't already, and Cynthia's here to bring the spotlight to it. Cynthia Fisher, good morning. It is so great to welcome you back once again. Well, thank you so much, Kate, for having me on the show today. The last time we spoke, which was um, really earlier uh, this month of July, for the 4th of July, we were really is stirring up people's hearts, emotions, uh, our, our well-being by talking about healthcare advocacy, about patientsrightadvocate.org, which is what you spearhead. And we, we really want people to get behind this because there's a major vote coming up at the beginning of August, Correct. Yes, that's right. Um, we uh, know in Washington that uh, the Senate leaders, Mitch McConnell and U.S. Senator Patty Murray and others, are all working on this next COVID stimulus package, uh, along with the White House, uh, for moving forward to give more of an economic boost in this time of pandemic crisis. And a big part of that issue is what 90% of all Americans want and need right now. And that is to be empowered, to be informed and know prices in healthcare so that any consumer in healthcare can know what they get and at what the cost is. Uh, because today we're blindsided uh, without having any idea. We're blind to know prices before we get care. There's wide price variation in each market in healthcare, and then we get blindsided by outrageous medical bills, and we're expected to pay with a blank check, whatever the hospital or the physicians decide to choose to charge us. And, you know, without being able to shop and be in control of our very precious hard-earned dollars, we Americans are, are devastating critics crippled by medical debt that we never knew we'd have to pay. So in this time of really financial duress for many, many families in our country, it's critical. And when 90% of Americans surveyed absolutely want hospitals to reveal their discounted cash prices and all of the negotiated rates between hospitals and insurers so that we can shop not only for health care, but we can shop for our insurance coverage and know if they're doing a good job for us or not. And right now we have no idea because we are the ones kept in the dark, and that's intentional. And if many insurers and hospitals and many middle players are capitalizing our, our misfortune, running up our health care costs, uh, and for many small businesses it's in, in their employees, it's almost double-digit increases every year. The only way we can put this in reverse is to know prices. And, and the good news is, is that there is a bill now. Since you and I last spoke, Kate, there's the Health Care Price Transparency Act. And we can have a voice to ask our senators to please make that become law in this next COVID stimulus package. And if we have never 
made our voices heard or made a call to write a letter, this is definitely the time because it has so much to do with life and death decisions. It makes, it has to do with our finances and how we're going to keep going forward. And so it's really critical. And you've made it easy because on the website, we can even use basically a form letter that you have there if we wish and just uh, sign in our name and our uh, phone number, email, and off it goes. That's right. You can go to our website, which is patientrightsadvocate.org, and we have a button that you can click, and you put your zip code in, and it will automatically go to your senator. And um, the letter that you write can be a personal letter that says, you know, so many people, we all have ourselves or know somebody who has been blindsided and, and crippled with devastating medical debt. But feel free to tell your own story or just simply say, please pass the Healthcare Price Transparency Act into the COVID stimulus package um, in these next couple of weeks. And please, Senator Murray, Senator Maria Cantwell, please sign on to this important legislation and co-sponsor it. But more importantly, uh, we need leadership in Congress to pass this into law. And, and that would essentially allow a functional, competitive marketplace in healthcare. So we would encourage your listeners to go to patientrightsadvocate.org, learn more, and uh, learn about how where price transparent doctors have left the system, the direct primary care docs that have gone out and they say for 60 to $70 a month, $30 for a child per month, you know that you can get your tests included and get care. You can text anytime. You can get 24-7 coverage. They're price transparent. We have surgeons that have left the system, like in Oklahoma Surgical, uh, Dr. Keith Smith, a surgical team 12 years ago, left the opaque system and set up price transparent surgeons. And they can actually deliver the same price to all patients, the low discounted cash prices and outstanding quality because you know why they print their outcomes they print their infection rate they put it all online how many surgeries they've done it's all there and they're delivering surgeries one price for one patient all patients no matter how complicated your health is they stand behind that price they'll take on that risk to make sure you have a healthy outcome and they can do it at one sixth to one half of the cost of a opaque hospital system that doesn't show their prices. That's that's a huge savings to Americans today. And that's why, that is why 90% of all Americans want to know our, the prices in healthcare and be empowered to be in control of our precious hard-earned dollars. And I'm sure if we've all had some sort of experience with this where we've had an event to go into the emergency or go be a hospital patient and and then the bills start trickling in over weeks over months and we and, and there's no way to really kind of grapple with it because it was uh, happening that many months ago and you don't even know who you can speak to about it and it's a done deal anyway so it is it really can put some people in the poorhouse or or even worse well, that's absolutely right. And on our website, I mean, we have heard from 
thousands and thousands of patients across the country. And what we've learned is, you know, so many people have had so many outrageous medical bills and they've been overcharged and upcharged because the hospitals are figuring out how they can maximize the revenue streams, how they can upcode the patients. If we can't see a price or we can't understand, wait a minute, what's the baseline of a knee replacement, for instance, right? Or, uh, you know, it, it Oklahoma Surgical, where their price transparent is $15,500. But we've had patients come to us that have had $75,000 bills from an opaque hospital system weeks and months later. And yet, why is one hospital $75,000? And we know that they can deliver, the, the surgical center in Oklahoma can deliver it at $15,500. Well, how the free market works is Dr. Smith has shared with us that a woman in Georgia, instead of flying to Oklahoma to save tens of thousands of dollars for her surgery, she actually took his prices and went hospital to hospital in her market in, in, in Georgia in the Atlanta area, and she was first quoted an estimate of $40,000 for her procedure, and she was able to get them to match Keith's price for a surgery that she needed that was $3,600. So she was empowered. She used her voice. She negotiated. But we shouldn't have to work that hard, right? Exactly. Because if we could see all these prices online, we could simply see quality and price and shop for the best quality of care at the lowest possible price. You know, where employers have contracted price-transparent physicians and surgeons, they've saved their workers 30 to 50% a year on health care costs and put more money into their wages and the wallets of their employees. This is huge, and this should be for all Americans. Exactly. Our health obviously is fundamental. We all strive to have good health. But if we have to make decisions on whether we are going to be able to pay the mortgage or to buy our groceries versus having a procedure, we're going to opt for what's going to take care of right now. And and that just seems really just so reckless and irresponsible for a country like ours. Well, you know, our country pays over double of what most developed countries like ourselves pay in healthcare every year because of this opaque system. And you're absolutely right. It's taking away and, 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 and it's essentially creating highway robbery every time we go to the hospital because we have no idea of the financial burden that getting care is going to cause us and our families, like depleting our mortgage. You know, people have lost their homes. In fact, we know of one gentleman that came to us who had a knee replacement that got infected, and it was a hospital-based infection, so he should have never had to pay for it because the pathogen was from the hospital. But he didn't know, and he ended up having bills and bills for months of having sepsis caused from his knee replacement, and he ended up losing his home. He, he was an electrician. So that was a really gut-wrenching story. But that's that's one out of multi-thousands, right, Cynthia? Yes, we've had thousands of people tell us about their devastation of medical debt. So here you have this electrician who 
lost his home because of an infection caused by knee surgery uh, and many, many medical bills later, uh, having lost his home. And then we have Wanda uh, in Fredericksburg, Virginia, who uh, the hospital system, Mary Washington Hospital, sued her. Now, she's uh, a nurse, a caregiver for uh, elder care, and she was working double shifts. 16 hours a day. Why? Because she had gone to the hospital before and they garnished 25% of her wages to pay off medical debt. Now, she had to work double shifts so that she could put food on the table as a single mom and take care of her daughters. And yet, she nearly passed out at work because she was so tired from working double shifts she just needed a break and a bottle of water, but instead her work said, you have to go back to the hospital. We want you to go to the emergency room. Against her wishes, they made her go to the emergency room, and they ran up all sorts of tests to treat her for stroke. Uh, not treat her for stroke, but to evaluate if she was having a stroke. And she said, I'm not having a stroke. I'm just exhausted. And instead, she ended up no stroke. Of course not. But she left that emergency room with over $8,000 in charges. And the hospital then sued her for her medical debt of misdiagnosis, mistreatment, and a run-up of mischarges. And yet here she had no recourse because she never knew the prices and she wasn't empowered with information. And Wanda, they wanted to actually charge Wanda 50% of garnishment of her wages. Well, that would take her from $14.50 an hour to $7.25 an hour. How could she afford to live? And this is, the, this is the crisis in our country. It's working people, working people that try to do everything right, that, um, you know, tell us, like Judy on our video, she said, Cynthia, she had to file for bankruptcy and she says, why is it that when a hospital sees a woman with breast cancer, they see a million-dollar patient? Well, how is she supposed to pay a million dollars worth of medical bills over the course of time? She can't. Um, and so even though she had insurance, she lost it during that time because she couldn't work anymore because of the cancer treatment. I mean, it, it, it's just devastating. And only through a functional competitive marketplace can we basically be able to shop not only for health care, but for coverage and stop this devastation? Absolutely. And as the woman in Georgia shopped around to find out about prices for knee surgery, sometimes we may have, I'm going to call it the luxury of being able to shop around, but most times not like Wanda. They dictated basically that she needed to have these tests done. There's no shopping around at that point and, and really probably no way to see what the prices are. Well, at this point there aren't, which underscores why there's such a need for this transparency and for having the, a, a list of of prices for all these different procedures. Yes, and, and you know what, Kate, I can, I can share another example, and that's the COVID testing. You know, right now, we have so many people that want to get COVID tested, right? Yes. And the government, the federal government is paying and backing the, making those tests free, right? And they're also making the insurance companies pay for the tests. 
So we've had so many patients go to a tent where they're doing COVID testing and some have gotten it totally free in their town, like in Randolph, Massachusetts. They had a tent and it was totally free. And others have gone to a tent in the parking lot of an emergency room in Deland, Florida, like Carberry Campbell. And she came out of that tent where they ran up electrocardiogram tests, blood tests, urinalysis. They gave her a bag of saline. And she's like, I just came in for the nasal swab for the COVID test. Well, they charged her over $6,500 for that COVID testing. And she thought she was going into a tent to get a free test. Now, the only way, like you said, we can be in control of that is to know prices, to have it posted, and to be empowered with choice and control. And that's what patients want. Because had she known that those would be the cost to do all those other things, she would have denied it and said, no, I just came for the nasal swab. That's for free. I don't need the rest. I'm 24 years old. I'm healthy. And I don't need all that other um, uh, tests and results because I just came to get COVID tested. And so this is what we're trying to tell patients now they have the right to do. But I have great news. And there is positive momentum. And that momentum is this bill that we're encouraging your listeners to please advocate to your senators by going to our website, patientrightsadvocate.org, and clicking on a button and say, please pass the Healthcare Price Transparency Act in this next COVID stimulus. But also, you know, the Trump administration did put forth rules to say hospitals show your discounted rates and insurance companies show your negotiated rates as well. You've got to show both of those enterprises need to let us shop and be empowered with this information. It's critical. And, and you know what? We need accountability and transparency from these hospitals and insurers. They have so many middle players um, capitalizing on our misfortune. And the only way that we can get at reducing these costs of care is to show prices and be honest. It works everywhere else. Yes. Well, and that's the thing that is so mind-boggling, I'll say about this, is that the uh, medical profession or the medical field is saying, well, they they can't be disclosing this because it was it's going to cause issues uh, uh, in terms of competition and, and price fixing. But that's not the case with anywhere else where we know what the prices are. That's exactly right. You know, in fact, one could argue that they are, they're, they're colluding now, right? Because only they and the insurers, only the hospitals and insurers know the secret negotiated rates. And, and how is it that they keep increasing way beyond the inflation rate, right? Uh, a double digit oftentimes beyond the rate of inflation or the consumer price index. And, and yet their costs haven't gone up. Uh, so this is the only way we can actually stop these enterprises uh, from capitalizing on our misfortune and put the trends in reverse. And I guess in the terms you would say, bend down the curve of the cost of healthcare by empowering the consumer. And I can give you an example, because if we look at the airline industry, prices weren't disclosed back in the 60s and 70s. and, and, And once the airlines became deregulated and prices were posted and people could see prices, and choose. Guess what happened? The biggest thing that happened since 1978, when President Carter did that, is that 
hundreds of millions of people were able to fly because there were a lot more competitors that entered the field and safety went up and quality went up and the cost of air travel drastically reduced. It, and what happened is in real dollars, the cost of air travel went down by half in today's dollars than what it was in the 70s. That's significant. And the same thing can help and happen in healthcare. The same thing happens in technology. Look, when I was an early uh, uh, in, in the computer world in, in healthcare many, many years ago, in the 80s, I, I basically helped automate hospitals and insurance companies. And I would sell them with IBM million-dollar mainframes, multi-million-dollar systems and software. Well, guess what? The power of the computing from then is in our hands on our smartphones, way beyond what those computers had in the 80s at a cost of hundreds of dollars, which, which years ago was in the millions. I mean, that's, that's how much competition, price transparency brings higher quality, better competition, and drives down costs. This is how the free market works. And this helps. We can get it in healthcare. Well, and we need to because, again, it's so fundamental. And to people feeling hostage to a situation, do I decide to have a procedure? If I don't have it, what will happen? But to have it so impact the rest of our life, we look at the homeless crisis that we have. How much of that is tied to people really having lost so much of their homes, their income, because of some medical crisis? That, that's right. And, and, you know, we just saw a 2020 survey that 54% of Americans put off getting care and are fearful to get care because they're in fear of financial ruin. I mean, can you imagine once we can see prices, how we could be healthier because we would actually go and shop and choose where we could get quality care at prices we know we could afford. And let me give you a great example of that. And this is encouraging because Walmart in Georgia has set up three separate integrated medical clinics they post their prices online and guess what a doctor's visit with a doctor forty dollars a dental cleaning twenty five dollars an x-ray ten dollars strep test twenty dollars this is any of your listeners can go online to the georgia medical clinics and look at their prices and now they're planning on rolling out these medical clinics across our country to be able to get an eye exam for $45, dental cleaning. Well, right now, I could tell you, Kate, I could pack up my family and we could go to Georgia and take care of our health, our dental health, our, our physical health, and our, our annual checkup and our annual dental cleaning um, and, and save thousands of dollars than what I could get health care for our family, for all of that in Boston. I'll give you an example. I just had a, a dental cleaning for $385 in Boston, of what I could get at the Walmart dental hygienist for $25. That is competition, a functional and competitive market place of working, benefiting who? The American consumer. 
So I look forward to them rolling this out across the country and having hospitals and caregivers across the country competing at sensible prices so that we can take care of our health as well as our wealth. And bottom line, everyone will ultimately benefit. We will get rid of the gouging and all the hidden figures that are involved here and have good competition. I'm sure that the Georgia clinics aren't losing money on this. They must be making something or they wouldn't be in business. That's exactly right. And in fact, they know that when they can count on patients coming there and trusting their services and their care, that they'll probably get their pharmaceuticals there as well. So the pharmaceutical drug costs for most medicines on a prescriptive basis are costing $11 a month for a month's supply. And and many employers, especially small businesses, are sending their employees to either go to Walmart or contracting Walmart to to provide their pharmaceutical prescriptions at prices that they also know they can afford. This is game-changing, and obviously it's going to take them time to roll this across the country, but we could get there faster, and we can get there faster as early as January of next year should this Healthcare Price Transparency Act be passed into law. That's transformative. In fact, that puts money back in our pockets as American public at no cost to the taxpayers. The Congressional Budget Office already scored it that there'd be no cost. You have to tell me, Kate, why wouldn't any senator like Senator Murray, Senator Cantwell, Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Kevin McCarthy that lead our Congress, why wouldn't they want this to happen in this COVID stimulus? There's going to be no cost. And yet it'll be a tremendous economic benefit to individuals, their families, and our country for generations to come. And that's the question. Why wouldn't they want to? Well, just to ensure this on our part, by contacting our senators uh, locally, that's Senator Murray and Cantwell, Letting them know that we, the population here in our state, are behind them, this is going to really, I feel, it should be propelling them forward, wouldn't it, Cynthia? Well, absolutely. And it's really time for us to use our voice because we, the people, need to have this empowerment and control over our wallets. No more should we put up with highway robbery. And when we can see prices in surgeries and primary care, like physicians that have left this system and provided affordable health care and quality health care, we could have that for everyone. And, you know, Warren Buffett has said that the health care system, this opaque health care system, is the tapeworm on the U.S. economy. Well, Mr. Buffett knows, because he's a good businessman, that if we can eviscerate or basically, you know, remove and get rid of this tapeworm of runaway costs by putting the consumer in control, that it will drive down costs and our economy will get back to booming again because small and medium-sized businesses and everyday Americans will be able to count on control of their dollars and count on taking care of their health so that they can get back to work and we can get back to school. And this, this, is, this is really transformative, and it's a moment in time. And one could say, Kate, you know as well as I know, that in Washington, there are lobbyists. 
and lawyers. In the healthcare lobbyists and lawyers of the hospitals, the insurance industry, and pharmaceutical companies, and all these private equity folks that have bought up physician practices that cause those out-of-network surprise balanced bills to us. Well, all of them have huge lobbying efforts and lawyers lining the halls on telephones and Zooms right now and the wallets of the campaigns for our politicians. And it's time for the senators in Congress to stand up against the cartel. That's what I call it, the health care cartel, and do the right thing for all Americans and constituents, in, especially in this time of crisis. You know, 90% of us want this. Why wouldn't a senator or congressperson make it happen as soon as possible? Precisely. And that's the message this morning is make our voices heard to our senators, everyone across the country. And here we're talking in Washington state to do that. And I just am so grateful to you, Cynthia Fisher, for really having this vision and the passion to move forward with this and certainly giving us all this critical information this morning. Well, thank you. And again, if any of your listeners want to go to patientrightsadvocate.org, they can learn more, and we've made it really easy for them to use their voice. And uh, if anybody has questions, too, on how to deal with these outrageous medical bills, we have a step-by-step process to help them as well. So let's make this happen. Uh, very positive momentum forward. We, we can make it happen, and it's time for us to use our voice and let them know that we need it now more than ever. Exactly. So well put. So again, many thanks, Cynthia Fisher. Thank you, Kate. And with that, we're at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Cynthia Fisher and Sunday Morning Magazine with Risha Grant. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I'll get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Click on the podcast tab, then look for either of the show names, and there you're going to find each of the guests. I now wish you and your family a day of committing to be the change we want to see in the world. Have a week of the same. And then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.